Look at that. Billy Proven, he uh, is a fan right there. We're showing uh, those boxer shorts or straight up short shorts? No, th- these are the shorts I wore in Vegas to the pool party. Oh, I thought that those do look familiar. This is Pop Culture Pile Driver. Welcome in. This is our presentation of the top 11 best episodes of How I Met Your Mother. I am Jason Ross. You can find me on Twitter at Jason D. Rossi. And with me, as always, is my tag team partner in the podcast sphere. He goes by the handle of Billy D. 2411. It's Billy D. What's going on, buddy? Hello. Uh, not much work today. This oh. is my Friday, though. So pumped. Drinking uh, Michelob Cheek Ultra. Oh, uh, look at you. No wine today. No wine. No wine. Oh, so I don't know if that's going to be good or bad. We've been on a hot streak. The podcast has been good. Good feedback coming in. Uh, appreciate everyone for tuning in. Don't forget you can subscribe to us on all platforms of the podcast. It's Pop Culture Pile Driver. PCP is the name. Get addicted to the content. We got plenty coming at you. Um, <laughs> This, uh, you can also, you know, if you want to stream with us on YouTube, you just uh, give a good old subscribe, smash that little uh, bell button to lo- let you know when we go live. It's at Pop Culture Pile Driver. Um, and again, uh, you know, wherever your podcasts are, these will be released in podcast form now, uh, religiously, because that's what we do here. So today is a very special day. It is Father's Day 2020. Uh, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. If you're listening to this later, uh, happy Father's Day to you. you know, uh, so I always say I'm not a father that I know of. Okay. And well, if you are by chance, happy Father's Day. I got a shady text message today, so we're working through that right now. A shady text message like that you're a dad? Uh, it said, hopefully, you can be a part of your son's life one day. So uh, we're, we're checking to see if it's real. Okay. But, uh, we're, a little, um, we're a little concerned at this point, not going to lie. Um, you know, I would be too. I, and that quite a day for it to uh, pop on there. So I guess that we can start off with the what's on your mind, Bill. I guess uh, you potentially being a dad. No, no, no. I mean, I'm not like too, too worried about it, but I'm not not worried about it. So it was just a random number that said report. So Mm -hmm. that gave me a little bit of the clear, but you never know. You never know. Okay. Um, Interesting. Interesting way to start. So how I met your mother would be quite an interesting story for you to tell your kids in one future day. Good Lord. By the way, that is so odd. And I know like comedians have probably used it as jokes before, but Bob Saget, who's uncredited, is the voice of the father Yes. On how they met their mother, and yes. spoiler alert, it's not how they met their mother. That's not the story. Well, in the finale, well, it's how they met Robin fucking uh, No, we'll get to it. We'll get to it, Bill. There's plenty to get to with episodes. It is interesting. I still believe the story because the final scene of the show is how Ted met the mother. The very final scene. Nobody leaves to go get her. He doesn't tell the kids that. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, but the final part of the story part yeah. of the show is him. It, the ending is very flawed, and we'll get to that, I think, towards the end. Um, yes, Barney did have a scare once, and that even led to happy not-a-father's day. One yes. of the great gifts. And you got the gift today yeah. for our little chat. So. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Frank, um, who will be heavily involved in this episode, because oh, he's sure. How I Met Your Mother expert checking in. Well, yeah, come on. Well, first, it starts here, my friend. Frank in line. No, but uh, just my favorite comedy. I will not lie about it. It is a show I watch religiously. Um, I just enjoy the show from day one. Um, as I've said on this podcast before, I love shows that have an element of mystery. How I Met Your Mother is entrenched with it. Um, and I just, just think the show is amazing. Um, and we'll get into all of it. Uh, but, Bill, what is on your mind? Aside from potentially being a dad, anything else uh, in that cranium of yours? Yeah, what's on your head is on my mind. That is a very Beatles-esque fro. It looks, that looks way better without the headphones on. Headphones on, it looks terrible. Because you can't <laughs> see, like, the shag there. You yeah. look, redi- like, that's sexy. I like that. But Thank headphones you. on, no. You look like it- a mushroom. 
I was noticing, um, I was noticing, I used to, you know, I was wearing the earbuds for a while and I just don't like the feeling in my ears anymore. Like obviously performing radio, being a producer or a performer uh, in my prior life, um, always loved having full headphones, noise canceling. It's just such a more comfortable fit. I don't think it oh, looks yeah. as good, but um, like even look at your headphones, are those uh, Sennheisers? No, they're Sony's. Sure. Sony's, Sony's okay. But they're super comfortable. This is what like most of like, not industry standard, but this is like what editors use for the most part. Yeah. When they have to put headphones on, you shouldn't edit with headphones on if you can. But uh, I totally agree. I hate when people like this is how a podcast or radio host should look. This is the best way to do it. Yeah. And as you say, like if you're watching anything on ESPN, Fox Sports, all these things, this is what they're wearing. As mm-hmm. I actually, you know, the Skip Bayless's, I actually watched some of that show at times on the background. They actually have nothing on. They just have the earpiece in still, like, you know, like the oh, old school IFB. Yeah, so that because that's a different aesthetic looking show. But if you watch any of the like radio to TV shows, this is what you see. But uh, anywho, um, yeah, my hair uh, will be gone, Bill. As of this Thursday, I'll be hosting. This is my fifth time being involved, so I don't particularly like my head shaved. I'm not going to pretend. Oh, you look great. I think you look great. I appreciate that. I do have a decent sized head and my hairline still hanging in there for the time being. Oh. Um, but I would, I would literally murder a guilty man for that. Not an innocent man. That's but like, nice. If you told me like this guy was on death row, yeah, I would murder him to get your hairline. Okay, so you'd be like Saeed, lost season six, like yeah, like Dexter, like Dexter. Oh. I get I get donuts for people at work anyways. They're always like, "Are you gonna kill us?" But no. Hmm. Well, that's good. You know, keep that. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, I will be uh, the buzz off. That is uh, one mission that uh, does this for kids with cancer. Like kids don't have a choice. If you have cancer, uh, anybody really who has cancer that has to go through chemotherapy doesn't have a choice to keep their hair or not. So um, thousands of, I don't know the exact number. They had a cutoff registration because they're doing it virtually. It usually is done. Gronk has been a big part of this event in the past. Um, And um, basically they did it at Gillette just with the circumstances we're living in, not doing that. So it's be virtual. I'll be a host of one of the three rooms will also be from hot 96, nine Ramiro, Melissa, and then pop culture pile drivers, Jason Rossi cuts for uh, a cause, right? Is a, that's a different, that's a uh, little different. So this specifically is to raise funds for one mission, which does basically like, if you've ever been to any children's hospital, hospitals all kind of look the same. So this particular um, foundation makes children's, um, hospital rooms look more like children's rooms and homes, like oh, dresses cool. it up, puts yeah. all the funding in there. So basically there's women. It, this is one of the most emotional events. So I'm a part of a nonprofit aside from this, Francis High. We always mention those words at the end that we raise funds to help people going through treatment with experiences mm-hmm. or college funds and stuff like that. But this specifically brings the money to hospitals to make the rooms for kids better. There are men that shave their heads of all ages. There are teenage girls, Bill. There is nothing that is more emotional than watching a teenage girl with long hair, like prom season. This is, well, it was right after. It used to be in June. Um, obviously, it will be in June just later. Uh, and, and this is one of the most emotional events. One of my favorite things to be involved in. When I got the call, very uh, touched to be a part. So I've been growing this hair since pre-quarantine. This thing is going to be gone. This thing is going to be very interesting. So not this coming Tuesday stream, the following Tuesday, you will see a shiny Mac style from the old Mac and Goo podcast um, head hairstyle going on here. All right. I like it. Is the beard going with it? Uh, no, I think that might be a little too extreme. Uh, I, you just informed me. I haven't been to a barber, obviously, yet, uh, as you can tell. I, I was like, maybe I'll go check my barber for a beard trim. But if you're saying they're not doing beard trims yet, I don't no, know if that's all. I think, I think that's phase four. I think it's the final oh, phase. Boy. It might not even be phase four. It might be until like things are like back to normal. So this mm. job right here by me. Like, mm-hmm. this is, like, this is me. So, like, before it was, like, down to here, and this was really puffy. So I did my best. 
Uh, yeah, I'm nervous. So I may cut it before. Nah, I'm nervous. I may, maybe I'll trim it before. Maybe I'll just shave tomorrow so it gets a couple days because that's going to look weird if it's all gone. But we'll see what happens. But nonetheless, if you want to get involved with that cause, just so you know, it's one mission buzz off. You can check it out. We do have a team called Frank Says Hi. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's that's what's up with the hair. So we will uh, see it while it's here and then it'll hair be gone. Day gone tomorrow. For sure. Uh, all right, Bill, you ready to jump into this? It is our uh, main event. Not really, one. but we can oh. do it. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, it is Father's Day, so you know most of the time with fathers, there is some form of mother involved. Um, obviously, we live in. Uh, I think you know, that's twenty twenty nine point. No, no, not always. No, not no, 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 but, no, but, I'm wrong. I'm but wrong. But there is a woman that had to be somewhat involved somewhere. All somewhere right, down the line, there was a woman involved. Yes. Buzz Billy's eyebrows. I just saw in the thing. We're not doing that. I would never suggest anybody. No. Actually, real quick uh, to stay before we jump into it, men grooming. Eyebrows, once you touch them up, you need to keep touching them up. You'll never notice it on a man. You can't tell right here. This is like, look at this. It's like unruly. Like I never notice it until my barber started telling me. I have a really good barber who like gets in on them. No, you look good, Bill. You got a no, good I arm. have like a couple really long ones. You have like crazy ones, little pubies mm-hmm. in there. So um, one, of our, <laughs> one of my good friends from DraftKings – Brendan Glasheen shaved his eyebrows because of a certain result of a Madden simulation, probably about three months ago, right at the start of quarantine. Already back, looking great. Uh, he did it just because he's the man, and he always lays it on the line. Today, I did a game with him, and yeah. it was Cam Newton. He ripped his shirt open and exposed mm. his, you know, slightly underdeveloped, <laughs> pasty white chest. So, so let me get this fun. straight: in the stream, you guys play the game like you were each playing. No, no, no. We are calling computer versus computer simulation. Oh, that's what I thought. But you said he was Cam Newton. You just meant he simulated as Cam Newton. No, he dressed up like Cam Newton. He had the Gatorade oh. towel over the face, the Cam Newton jersey. So he always like does something for each yeah. city we're in or each team we're playing. So it's always fun. Listen, when I met him, I said, "Hey, aren't you the guy who does those Brady intros uh, on oh, Twitter?" Yeah. And he was very, very happy that somebody noticed that. And oh. I like that. People deserve. If you're going to do something funny, creative on Twitter or something, and you know that person, don't be shy to give them a like and, or a retweet or say, "Hey, that's really good stuff." Um, that's just a plug for us. Again, subscribe over on uh, all platforms of podcasts wherever you find this on YouTube, uh, Pop Culture Pods, right? Right, Bill. It is time. The top eleven how I met your mother episodes. It is the podcasters dozen. You know how we do this. No honorable mention. So, Bill, you want to kick it off with a few of my honorable mentions, or your honorable sure? Mentions? Let's do it now. We'll save mine right before the one. Okay, so for me, there's so many on this because I literally sent you a list, I want to say of, I don't know, it was damn near like 20. And then I ended up telling you, oh, these could also be on the list. And then as I researched my own list, I said, oh, that's getting on the list. Like there was something that was 21 on my list that bumped all the way up. Let me pull up a few. I know Glitter is one of my uh, personal favorites. Uh, Season six has an incredible stretch um, of episodes that I think season six is the best season from, in my opinion, um, for those who don't know much about the show or season, it's the Zoe season, uh, Ted with Zoe, yeah. uh, the, the captain. Yeah. I, I, whether you like Some Zoe or not. Okay. The captain is great. He has a couple the, of shining moments. Oh, he's incredible. There's mermaid theory is another episode. Uh, bedtime stories is one of my favorite episodes that nobody talks about gets no credit. It's, uh, the last season when Marshall's on a bus and everything needs to rhyme to keep um, his son sleeping. And it's a guy who does Hamilton. I always forget that guy's name, but uh, there's three stories in there. One is with Ted going out on a date with a girl who ends up finding out that she slept with a Yankee. Who was that Yankee bill? Derek Uh, Jeter. Who was Derek? Who was Derek Jeter? Actually Barney. Um, Then there's the one where Robin eats an entire cake, uh, which is absolutely like one of my favorites. The the episode's really good. Um, I will say the best thing that they do is they're able to tell those flashback stories seamlessly while an actual real life 
timeline is happening and playing out. They do it a lot. It was in a few of the episodes you had in your top 11. Spoiler alert, this is Rossi's top 11, and I'm going to input some of mine. I'm totally fine with the top few episodes, so I didn't feel a need to influence it. I've seen all of How I Met Your Mother at least twice. Mm -hmm. Um, I know it's a lot of people's favorite show. I don't know why, but (laughs) they do a really good job with those flashback storylines. Not the best ever, but very good. I think it actually is the best ever. I think it's the most well thought out, like future storytelling too. They'll reference things in season one that don't come through till season six or seven. Um, and we'll get into some of that. But another one of my favorites speaking at is called Three Days of Snow. It's a story where Marshall decides he's not going to pick up Lily at the airport, which was like a tradition they always had. Lily decides she's not going to bring him a beer from the area she traveled from. This takes place over three days, but you don't see that until the very end. It all ends with them, a big band coming in at the end and having a big to do. I also love that scene because it's ridiculous that no airport's allowing all this brass into like when was the last time you were in airport past post 9-11 with anything like crazy like any like instruments or anything crazy like people just walking around Nothing, playing never it is yeah. kind of funny to see some of the tvs and movies like tommy boy we reviewed a little while ago where they oh, snuck on as flight attendants <laughs> and at the time you probably wouldn't have thought too hard like oh now they would be fucking court they would be killed Oh yeah, they, you probably couldn't even write that. Um, and then a quick, real quick, uh, other few that the pilot, one of the best romantic comedy like movies, don't even aren't even as good as the pilot is. The pilot is so well constructed. It's pretty good. No, it's really. It's good. pretty it's, good. You can say pretty good. I'm taking that as a really good compliment. It's one of the best romantic comedies there's ever been written. I truly believe because it's and it's such a small form. Like it's not. They don't drag out yeah. stories. It hits everything right to the point. Um, and then one of my other, oh, a Vividerche uh, Pharaoh, where um, I will walk 500. Oh, that one's fucking amazing. And so, no, don't worry, it comes back around. Yeah, it, it's, they go from, so it's Marshall and Ted are on a road trip, and that's the mm-hmm. only song that plays in Marshall's car, and it just plays on loop, and they love it, hate it, love it, and then the greatest, like, yeah, we'll come back around. And then they sing once, at your door. I think that was our best one yet. <laughs> And then didn't, didn't, that's a great episode of Marshall's car. They're trying to get it to the, I think it's 100,000 miles mark, yes. and it just misses. And they're trying to push it at the end. And the guy goes, Yeah, the back tie is rough, guys. It's over. Close enough. I don't um, remember what episode it is. And maybe you do, or Frank can help us out in the chat. It might have even been this one, the one where we drink to forget the 99 NFC championship game where what's his, uh, Gary Anderson missed the field goal, where they go back to Marshall's hometown. I don't know why, but that always rings true because that was one of my favorite football teams of all time. God bless Randall Cunningham and Randy Moss. Yeah, honestly, first of all, that's a team that's one of the bis- biggest missing rings in, I think, sports history, period, um, let so, alone. But, yeah, it is great how Marshall's a big Vikings fan. There's stuff like they bring it up also. at Dauber, uh, They have Dauber as his yeah. dad from coach. Yeah, that, well, that's so good. We'll get to him. That, I think, was one of the best, like, played roles. Like, it's just perfect for a guy to be from Minnesota. Yep. And the fact that he brings up the Mall of America – and we'll get to that episode eventually where he's like, just meet with the wedding planner, like having them. And I've been <laughs> really to the Mall to... of America. Bill, I was there the same time you were. Oh, yeah. Fuck. We, we, we went out to dinner. We went to a basketball game. It's fucking awesome. I love the Mall of America. My biggest complaint about the Mall of America, no samples. But uh, maybe it was. Oh, no, not at the. Um... At the uh, the nut, the, there was one place that had like nuts. No, so the cookie out. dough place where you get the little. If you were to ask them, there was no. Oh, that's fine. Bill, I oh, like going uh, to a mall and they walk up to you and say yummy chicken they or something had two like that. Food courts. I don't care. There was no samples. It was very upsetting. They had a Shake Shack. They My had an Italian Chipotle. Bill, they have a roller coaster. We were in a party. They have a media a whole party. Theme music. Yeah, theme party. <laughs> theme party. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they have an um, aquarium. They do. Uh, r- wrap up my um, 
um, three of my previous non-list membering things I can't think of, honorable mentions, uh, The Time Travelers, excellent episode. Ted wants to go, um, Barney tries to convince Ke- Ted to go see Robots versus Wrestlers. They find Ted from 20 years from now saying mm-hmm. it was the greatest night of his life. Ted from 20 hours from now says he got drunk. Come to find out this whole story was all played out in Ted's head because he's alone and he's sad and you see him run to go find the mother because he want, wants to, you know, basically spend every living moment with her. This was a tease for the future end. This is definitely when they had the end game in sight. This is season eight, I think episode 20, and they knew where the show was going definitely at this point. All right, before we get into the top 11, can I say yes. my piece about Ted Mosby? Absolutely. The worst? So start off with number 11. <laughs> television character. Oh, Ever. No way. No he way. He is the worst, definitely main character, whoa, no whoa. doubt, ever. I freaking hate him. He is so annoying. Anytime, like, if you told me, hey, you remind me of Ted Mosby, I, I would find the tallest building he designed and oh, I would God. swan dive off of it and kill myself. And I have done, we've all been that stupid, like, simple, like, sappy guy in relationships. And I look at Tez Mosby, and I'm like, I kind of feel like I was him at certain points in my life. And I hate myself for it. I hate myself for it. I'm going to show that if I ever have a son, I hope I have two daughters. But if I ever have a son, I'm going to show him the show and be like, see Ted Mosby? Never be like Ted Mosby. Be like like Marshall if you want. Don't be like Barney either. Barney's a little bit too far to the other side. But Ted Mosby is the worst human on, on television ever. Ever. He's Dexter's terrible. worst. Dexter's Who? worst. Dexter, kill, Dexter, he kills people. No, no, no. His character's way better, and he doesn't even have a no. personality. Here's the thing with Ted. I actually, the reason I disagree with you, I think Ted is an excellent character because oh, horrible. Horrible. he has so many ups and downs. Because people want to think he's just a lovesick puppy and all that. He is. But he's, he's terrible. But the only even issue when I have he's trying to be funny, he's terrible. Now, so the only issue I really had with him is that the whole him and Robin thing that like they tried to like push, which was fine. I'm totally down. Like you want to push a story. Cool. But then I felt like it was forced and then like kept like jamming it in when we really didn't want it. I don't think the fans wanted it. That's my only issue with Ted that he kept going back. Well, there's Robin. Nobody will live up to Robin. That's worse than Ted wanting to be with somebody. That's fine. Cause Ted, when you think about the character, his best friend is Marshall who has been in a relationship basically the whole time they've been friends. So he wants that. He wants that companion. That's fine. I think everybody wants companionship that's not a problem in my book the problem is how much he just keeps going after robin and like robin's like this be all end all and not that was annoying and stupid and like they got away from that for a long time and that's why i think ted actually is pretty good and actually ted has a lot more and i think he actually has more diverse of a character than is led on by you know the overarching like lovesick puppy but I can understand either way. People don't have to like him. The other thing, he's also telling his kids a story and he tells them some ridiculously awful things you really shouldn't tell kids. But he yeah. hides certain things behind masks. But anyways, all right, ready to dive into top 11, Bill? Let's do it. We're about 19 minutes in anyways. We're going to – I. We'll see if I can I put a number in my head and we'll see if we get there. All right. Number 11, Bill, is Bad News episode – uh, 13 in season six, this is Marshall and Lily seeking uh, a reason why they can't get pregnant. Lily goes to a fertility fertility doctor, if I could read, uh, that looks just like our good friend Barney. Lily uh, finds out she's fertile. Um, so, you know, the problems are kind of gone. So Marshall, whenever he has good news, Bill, who's he call up? He calls up his dad, who plays who again in Major League? Uh, not Major League, in Coach. Oh, sorry, in Coach. Stopper. Sorry. Sorry, I keep thinking he was uh, the catcher, and he they kind of look similar. Oh, a little bit. They have the same kind of personality that, like, kind of like, country rube. Yeah, yeah. Baker, that kind of rube. So Marshall always wants to call his dad with good news. He's picked up the phone, but as soon as he's about to call his dad, he's like, "Oh wait, if you're fertile, 
I must be the problem. So then Marshall has to find out if he's fertile or not. Meanwhile, this all the scenes going on while there's a countdown in every scene, Bill, there's a number somewhere hidden on the screen from 50 all the way down to one. Um, that got kind of critically panned because people found it to be a distraction. But overall, I think it was good. What happens is Marshall comes home to do his, uh, we'll just say Jack the Old Beanstalk. And his mom and father are there. And his mother is telling oh, him. Oh, the mother the thing. Are you coming? I'm going to be in a tube top. A tube <laughs> piece. Just, Can a you believe it? At my age, in this body, can you imagine it? Can oh, you? That beautiful. is incredible. So well written. The best part about this episode is the Barney thing. The oh Barney thing. Like, Barney is, Barney Stinson, what, with Ted Mosby being the worst character in the history of, you know, the canon of Western civilization of media. By far and away, Barney Stinson may be a top 10 sitcom character because yeah. he is the standout in every single one oh, of these man. episodes. And even this one is unbelievable. He's wearing the stupid sensory deprivation thing. Yes, when he does. <laughs> everything like Barney's doppelganger. And this was the final, like everything about Barney in this episode, spot on perfect. Yeah, and obviously Neil Patrick Harris playing the fertility doctor is really oh, funny. because so no, Barney has a great team when he steals the, the model vagina. <laughs> Bring that. Yeah, bring that back. Um, but anyway, so then Marshall leaves the model of the vagina. Yes, Marshall finds out. Obviously, it's not him either. They're all at the bar, kind of celebrating. The, the side plot, just so you know, the side plot of this whole uh, story is uh, Robin is haunted by her teen idol days, which we'll definitely get to coming up when Sandy Rivers and her work together, and he's trying to like show, oh, look at all these things she did when she was goofy. She fell into poop, and then he was he had a Ted, obviously always having Robin's back, went and got a picture of Sandy with bald head, and he was going to use that as blackmail. She says, "I'm not going to fight fire with fire." She leaned into it and became, you know, she leaned in, so Robin Sparkle became like a thing. One of the few times where I think Ted has a good recurring joke where he named whatever his legs were going to be, something and something, and he's like, no, I'm a kicker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, are those the names of your fists? And she's like, no, my feet. I'm a kicker. <laughs> and then they find out that he's bald and like he had a teddy bear behind him, and he's like, is that the thing that sticks out to you, that he's bald? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. He's very open about that teddy bear behind him. <laughs> And see that so there's great stuff with Sandy, who, by the way, real life is married to uh, Allison Hannigan, who is uh, Lily. That's her husband in real life. Oh shit! No yeah, idea. fun fact. So, uh, anyways, as the sh story comes to an end, when Marshall finds out he's not the reason that you know they're not have a kid, there everyone's safe and ready to go bang it out. Lily shows up to the bar as the scene comes down to one, and uh, she opens the door. She's crying. She tells Marshall, "Your father had a heart attack. He didn't make it." And it is so sad. This it's is actually very sad. And Marshall this is probably one of the better actors on the show. Had a pretty good career otherwise. Uh, even in This Is the End, he kind of makes fun of how bad How I Met Your Mother can be. At sometimes where he's like, "You know, I eat my birthday cake, but it's like my birthday cake, so it's okay." Like, yeah. <laughs> um. But it's one of those things like Scrubs leaves you at that emotional roller coaster at kind of the beginning of Act Three, whereas How I Met Your Mother leaves you on like the very end of Act oh, Three. It's always like right at the end, you're like, oh, yeah, that sucked. I'll tell you a funny story. This was the first episode I watched live of this show because everyone talked about it. So many people suggested it. It was a Monday night, um, so early stages of dating my now wife. And I'm like, oh, you want to watch this? Yeah. And I remember being like, this is what the show is like. Nope, not watching this. And it's very sad. And Marshall actually ad-libbed the line where he says, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for this. And that actually gets me every time. It gives oh, me like a little bit of goosebumps. And they said that was not in the script. He literally just, they, there was nothing written there. It's just going to end with him hugging her sad. And he said that. And, you know, I think it's a nice touch. And I think that actually makes this episode even a little more special because the emotion of this and, you know, the characters on the show never had to deal with loss. We didn't, no death was really on the show that wasn't like comedy. 
Yeah, and this was a very funny episode. Otherwise, some of the episodes are a little bit too much, like downer. This one was all comedy until that very last like note. And yeah. anytime the mom's on, is hilarious. You mean the mom, like the actual mom? No, no, the mom, oh, Marshall's, like, Marshall's mom. mom. Oh Marshall's my, mom. absolutely. She's funny throughout the oh, whole show. Oh, don't like, you know? She's yeah. like Bobby, uh, Bobby's world's mother. <laughs> I was just gonna say that they actually the parents are like that. All right, jump so into number ten. This is Monday Night Football season two, episode fourteen. The gang plans to. The, yeah, I can't read it all. The gang, the gang, the plans, gang, the gang's gang. all here. They are. Uh, continue their tradition of watching the Super Bowl together while Wendy at McLaren's pub tells them of the passing of Mark, who they don't know, uh, and they are forced to attend his funeral. Matt? That happens at the same time. Yeah, Matt? No, no, no. It was Mark. Mark. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mark. Um, and it's aiming at the same exact time as the Super Bowl, which, by the way, if you're host, if you're a bar and it's like Super Bowl Sunday, I don't care if the owner died. They're, they're, they're going to air the game and it's gonna they can double up their party but anyway so they all make a pact to not watch the game until tomorrow until monday nobody watches it because they all have to share stories of mark who they don't really know uh barney uh put a ton of money on this game he's a complete degenerate so he tries on monday to avoid the game he actually runs into emmett smith at one point emmett just he's like oh the game was last night oh man i'm not into that anymore oh, my new passion's dancing oh my god that is so freaking By the funny way, I love it. he yes. nailed like the early 2000s episode of the giant baggy pants too i noticed that on the rewatch ridiculous he looks wearing jankos he looks unco- like uncomfortably casual um but yeah so he's the only one that barney's actually trying to find out the score while the rest of them are not this is uh Two episodes in a row. And well, he handcuffed two... himself to the radiator. Well, yeah, he yeah. easily got out. Of him. <laughs> well, because he's a magician. Magician's code. Uh, he tells, uh, yeah, he tells Ted. He comes to Ted's apartment. Goes, please, just lock me up because all I want to do is find out. And this is where Ted debuts the Century Deprivation Five Thousand, which these are the only two episodes those are in. So I guess it's back to back. Yeah, time. ten and yeah. eleven. So Ted goes to get the hot wings that everyone's uh, famously enjoys. So he puts on this <laughs> where he can't see anything, but basically waitress's boobs. And he just screams at the bartender to get everything. And then he finds out he doesn't get the right sauce. And he goes back. I didn't get the right sauce. The guy's just like, yeah, here you go, buddy. It's And he was the only one who wasn't actually spoiled before they watched the game. Correct. And I always, every time they, and I'll bring this up later, mm-hmm. anytime they're super into sports, like I can buy Marshall being in the sports but I can never buy Ted Mosby being in sports. He's not a sports guy. Well, he's a weenie. He's a super <laughs> weenie. He's the weeniest weenie. of weenies that's ever weenie to weenie. So, interesting. Um, so he, uh, well, he's from Cleveland. So I guess that maybe that's why he's not as big of a fan. But there's a lot of LeBron James jokes when he signs with Miami throughout the show. Um, so yeah, then the other side of it, Marshall goes to Lily's school to be like a guest, like. I don't know if he's speaking or whatever, but basically show and tell show and tell tell. he's like, isn't this better than whatever her name's like thing was trying to show up her own student. Yeah. Which I thought was a nice touch. And then he gets blackmailed by the little kid in the class. The whole time. He's like, he's like, I know who won the game last night. He goes, I'll give you five bucks. Make it 10 or like, I'll give you 20. How about 10? Then he goes down to eight. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's it. How about 10? How about eight? All right, deal. Um, but then eventually he finds out, Robin finds out because she's a news anchor. She basically tries to hold up the entire newscast and not go to sports. Go back to weather, the guy's eating a sandwich. Like, uh, it's going to rain. <laughs> no, nah, it was great. And so, yeah, eventually they find out. Um, you Ted, like you said, is the only one there. So they finally sit down to watch the Super Bowl. And Marshall, uh, Brian just goes, Argh! and there's like, well, they all know we he know made who you bet money. on. Yeah. yeah. So that comes in at number 10. Number nine, Bill, is season 
oh, sorry, skipped over. Season six, episode 10, Blitz Giving. Ah, this is the Hurley episode. This I is was like, when you put this gentleman. on, I was like, I don't really remember it. I had to go back and watch it. Yeah, the gentleman, that bitchy lady who hates Ted. Oh, it was a pretty good episode. Some highlights here and there. My the best... blitzy lies over yeah. the ocean. And they all start popping up from wherever they are. My blitzy lies over the sea. Yeah, and no. then what's her name's finally in the uh, the toilet? Oh, not the toilet. Yeah, the, uh, she's in the uh, bathtub. Which a lot of people wind up being in. I was going to say, several people have slept in that tub and are found. Barney in an episode we'll be getting to. But uh, the reason I think this episode stands out is because every scene has something. There's heart in this episode. There's hilarity in this episode. Obviously, Jorge Garcia, a.k.a. I think Hurley. you picked it because of all the Lost references. And well, it's a, it, don't get me wrong. When he shows up out of the blue, um, his Steve is his real name, but he's known as the Blitz. Blitz is something that happens when you're basically away from your friends and they have an awesome night. Um, Billy once left me and my buddy Blake... Uh, we oh were at once. This but, is ridiculous. But you didn't have a blitz moment. We basically just were blitzed. No, you um, were fucking trash, and you were my rides home. So I took a cab home. And this we was stayed, before the days of Uber. Yeah, we stayed out for like four more hours and ate sausage sausages and told the guy he's mm. the best business in Boston. The sausage cart right across the street. Mm. Yeah, it was it was got it got bad. Anyways, but we're um, Uber eats right now. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah. So the as the episode goes on, there you see why what happened the night before. This is like the flashback situation because basically Ted's trying to deny that he's the Blitz, and you find out that uh, Marshall gets dared by Zoe to send his Wang to a random number and like give us give me some numbers. Or you gotta say four eight fifteen sixteen twenty three forty two and send. Come to find out, Wang guy is he sends a Wang back. Mar- uh, Robin ends up falling for Wang Guy. She kept. Mm-hmm. I love when they're going to take the picture and she's like doing her hair. She's like, oh mm-hmm. my god, my god. Um, and like Wang Guy quotes Gandhi about can friends be- uh, can enemies become friends? They end up not being able to have Thanksgiving anywhere but Zoe's. Um, and you know Zoe ends up freaking out on Ted because he calls her like if you were a evil stepmother. Yeah, and you find out her the captain's daughter didn't want her around that day. It absolutely. It's hilarious. The boomerang. I see uh, Frank Tosiga. This episode just has so many different elements. Only people kind of lost in it are Marshall and Lily. They don't really have their own little story. Yeah. They just kind of tied into everything else. But the blitz goes from Ted to Marshall. I mean, to Barney, who missed them going through the Macy's Day Parade. Then goes over back to eventually to Steve, who is blitz. Because at the very end, a lot of weird sexual stuff happens in the show. Barney is leaving Zoe's oh, and a woman and gets, gets in there yeah, with a fancy like Jessica Rabbit s. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, very long dress, even for Thanksgiving. It's not a wedding, and it it gets caught in an elevator and rips off, and you just hear the oh man, which I think is fantastic. Well, and Barney, the whole you go like thank God. Yeah, and no, I also love the whole time Barney pretending he's not the Blitz, being like oh yeah, I saw that, that I saw that, that was great, and like when the gentleman falls on mm-hmm. the uh, turkey and the tur turkey key, um, by ten he goes sucks. No, he, but he goes, it didn't taste good. It tasted wrong. It tasted really, really wrong. Yeah. It's a great episode. Very watchable. Very quick. Good one. Um, another terrible, oh, you can see Frank commenting in this thing. Another terrible Ted moment that episode when Barney is the blitz and the hat happens to sc- Ted screams the gentleman, even though he wasn't there for it. That is a very good point by Frank. Nice Ooh, continuity yeah. check because he wasn't. He doesn't know. About no, he doesn't the know gentleman. the gentleman. All right, number eight, Bill, is a very famous episode, The Pineapple Incident, episode, season one, episode 10. Winnie uh, Cooper. Oh my God. By the way, what a development on her. Very beautiful woman. Really, uh, She was like one of my first, like, ooh, this girl's kind of hot. Like, I feel something for her. And the Wonder Years was when I was very young. So, Oh, yeah, we were both was, children. Like, legit. Yeah, very young. But she, she was, was adorable. I think she wound up being a statistician and then, like, you know, got some of these correct. roles. 
yeah, back in the day. Would you say now? Obviously, I think our age group is going to fall into a certain category. Who do you think became a better looking woman? Topanga? Alyssa Milano. Oh no. Oh uh, yes, yeah, Topanga by far. I saw Topanga on my bachelor party in yes, Vegas, and good lord, was she hot? But like Dumbo Winnie Cooper, that I think is she might be more beautiful, maybe. No, Topanga. No, Topanga is a smoking hot ten since she turned like you know. I mean, it's 16. not going to sound creepy because I was just no, we were age. we were young. We, so like, she since was, she was in high school, she was yeah. a smoking hot babe. Winnie Cooper <laughs> in that episode looks good, but Topanga looks better than her right now than Winnie Cooper did in that episode. Interesting. I remember she was. You know what's funny? Topanga's career has been very interesting. She had like that talk soup type show she hosted for a little while. Yeah. Didn't really do anything. Nothing happened there. But anyway, so for the pineapple incident, this is the first episode, Bill, when we talk about How I Met Your Mother and the flashbacks flash. This is like the first one where we we have like an end result and the story throughout the episode backtracks and kind of like answers all the question. Ted wakes up with a girl in his bed and they're also, that he thinks is Robin and he also has a pineapple on his nightstand. Um, this happens after Barney, Marshall, and Lily basically tell him to stop living, like live for the moment, like just drink, have five shots. They demand he has five shots with them. From the, the uh, vampire. Yeah, the, yeah, he's like, you ever notice he never comes, he's never here in the day and he always wears black. Yeah, um, like all bartenders. I was just going to say, um, five shots, Bill. If you were to drink five shots, would you be drunk? Yeah, I'd be hammered. Dude, I had a glass of wine with dinner the other night and I was smoked. <laughs> I'm on my second. <laughs> well, we're at a different ultra, time right now. And I'm tipsy. Yeah, but we're, I think this whole situation's kind of led to that. But I was like, I think I could do five shots and still like not be blacked out. But that's what Ted had does after I the mean, fifth I shot. I wouldn't be blacked out if I had nothing else to drink and a full day of eating. But if I don't eat, I get yeah. like tipsy, tipsy oh, yeah. easily. Yeah, you don't have the switch like some of our other friends, like Jimmy Hahn or Pat. No, I get names. happy and quiet. Yeah, or you start singing karaoke, which we'll get to, which uh, Ted does yep. in this episode. Um, but yeah, so Ted ends up at the fifth uh, shot. He passes out, says that's the last thing he remembers. Oh, he falls down, though. Um, yeah, he blacks out more because he does so many things while he's still there. The, my favorite parts of this episode, Ted two times returns to the bar. Lily and Marshall put him to yes. bed. He comes back, and you just love – I love Barney at this point because he's still at the bar, and he just goes, he rallies. Doesn't it's he just, go, what's up, baby dolls? Oh, yeah, that's what he comes back in with. And then he comes back a second time after Barney believes that he put him, quote, to bed. And that's where he meets Trudy in the bar bathroom where he – this is also the famous puke-free since 93. 93, which we also find out is a fucking blatant lie. Yeah, but not during this episode. He believes it's a lie. He thinks he pukes in this episode because the vampire. But then he finds out he met Trudy in the women's bathroom, gives the number. He's been calling Robin, hitting on her because she's going out with – I believe it's a – Hundred thousand air or something like that because he's not a millionaire. Yeah. Um, and he keeps hundred millionaire. Oh, is it how it is? But he's he's got a lot of money. And long story short, with this one, Ted thinks he calls her. He calls Trudy. Trudy comes to the apartment. I don't know if it's confirmed if they did the nasty, the horizontal tango. But um, at the end, Robin, sh- yeah, a little bit of that and a little bit over too. Um, oh, watch it. Uh, but yeah, so you find out that Ted. Robin shows up and says, like, he's she's upset with him because he's calling her and she's like, oh, no, 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 I'm over you. I got Trudy in the room. Goes in the room. What was the only thing in there? The pineapple. And that's mm. why it's called the pineapple incident. And they say at the end, if we never found out the origins of that pineapple. And people made it seem like that was like this big mystery. I don't think anybody really cared, but they end up answering it. And the, the best part is Marshall. What about the pineapple? Yeah, he keeps asking her. <laughs> that's what makes the show, I think. And this episode, for some reason, became like legendary. On, in the show, that's all about legendary because people wanted to know Wait, so Lord? badly. Yeah. So people wanted to know so badly. Like, I remember reading message boards early days of Reddit for me. It was like, what's the pineapple? Where's that tie in? I'm like, 
are people that obsessed? Like they just said it had no tie-in. So the pineapple is also the logo and the basically aura of all psych. Cause there's a pineapple in every episode, just a quick psych aside. You told I'm, me that. So in the first episode, he ad libs in Gus's apartment when they're about to go out for their first case, like, Oh, you want me to slice this up for the road? And then in every episode thereafter, there's a pineapple hidden in every episode. Oh, so like him saying, let's slice it up, goes through the whole thing. No, no, like no. He just, like said, ta- he just says, should I slice this up for the road? And then they like the fact that he added that. So they put a pineapple somewhere in every episode. Okay. That's interesting. I, I, you know, psych is definitely one of those shows that they did a psychathon or something recently in USA and the guys mm-hmm. were like hosting it. And that mm-hmm. was fun to watch. Cause I like like getting a little background on the show too, or at least getting some character out of the men. So Good show. Uh, obviously, that's more that's right up your alley, we'll say. All right. So number seven in the How I Met Your Mother best top 11 best episodes is The Playbook, season five, oh episode eight. When you hear The Playbook and you hear season five, you're like, it was that late in the show. But it's because it's the re it's the bringing back of The Playbook. This is after Barney and Robin have broken up and Barney dusts off the old playbook to get back on the scene. And this is my favorite. The way he talks about it, he goes, I think it's time to bring the old guy out. He's a little leathery. He's big. He's thick. It's black. You've seen it. <laughs> yeah, you've seen it. Um, and this is where Lily tries to um, hook Ted up with her teacher friend, who we end up fa- ends up finding out falls for the Lorenzo von Matterhorn. Oh my god! It- Unbelievable. <laughs> Barney, hands down, as I said, is not. He's like not even close to like the best character on the show. That's quite obvious. He's the best character. His delivery on every line is pinpoint accurate, perfect. The way he accentuates every single thing that he does. The wait for it. I can't even, I'm not even going to try, but like everything that he does is picture perfect. And when he gets with Robin, it goes downhill a little bit. So this was the return of the real Barney, the suit up. The second I saw Barney, I was like, okay, I'm hooked on this show. And he pulls it off and he's like, he's not even like in life, like this kind of guy. He's, you know, uh, a gay man and he pulls off. One of the best Lothario characters, I think. Nice, nice use of word. You nailed it, baby. In the history of TV. He is so good in the playbook. Every single thing in this playbook is fucking hilarious. Lorenzo von Matterhorn is great. And the scuba diver playbook. The back it's, page. The, oh. My favorite part about this is he goes, the Lorenzo von Matterhorn. It's my return to the stage. It's just like the way the wording, everything. And obviously, if you don't already know, Barney, or should I say Neil Patrick Harris, got this role based on just that small scene he had in Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. They they created this role for him based off of that. Or like the role was being like developed. And they said, that's the guy. Like watching him in that, watching how like ridiculous he was. And like you said, he's a gay man in real life and plays incredibly, you know, egotistical straight man it's so it's so good um but yeah so in this episode the lorenzo von matterhorn basically he goes you just need to have a little bit of web browsing skill and a little bit of graphics he creates a whole website for lorenzo von matterhorn that and you find the girl with the nicest eyes yeah phone that's yeah that's a great line and this is also lily the one who's going to hook her up with ted because ted wasn't ready for years ago when he's stuffing like eight chicken fingers in his mouth um she was bringing to introduce like two years prior but she falls for lorenzo von matterhorn ends up hooking up with barney this whole story is being told between lily marshall ted i believe and claire and who's claire who the hell knows it was part of as we find out the scuba diver scheme where it's basically the long con. He basically sits in the corner of a bar in a scuba suit just to eventually come out and say how emotionally wrecked he's With been. With the mask Robin. on. Where he's like, 
And he can't drink the beer. Oh my god! Just clink, clink. Oh, that's fantastic. It's fucking hysterical. And he goes into um, how he goes over. He says, "You're right. I've been emotionally distraught since I broke up with Robin." And then they all convince Clara to go to go grab a cup of coffee with him. He gives a look to the camera. Below, underneath the table, is the final page, the scuba diver, and you know what happened from there. Barney, excellent in this. In this episode specifically is just pure excellence. You said it best when he. This was the return of that Barney, and we needed it. And I, if you didn't like him with Robin, that's fine. If you liked it with Robin, that's fine too. But this was such a great episode for him. So Mac checking in right here says, yeah. Barney only makes me laugh with the uh, heavy met Ted. So if he Very doesn't like up, Barney, he doesn't like the how show. How do you like the show? How do you like well, this fucking show? Honestly, like without Barney, maybe, it's terrible. Maybe he's a Ted fan. It could be a Ted No, fan. nobody's a Ted fan. Maybe he's a Marshall Matt. fan. Every well, you should be a Marshall fan. Marshall's incredible. Um, I did once I think Robin has a lot like people always kind of dog on Robin too, but Robin may have one of the best stories, and we'll get to it towards the end. But like she was all about her career, and I think they kept to that for the most part, but we'll, I think we'll get to it. Robin has the best, like if like we're giving out like number one superlatives. Superlatives, I can give her one or two. Oh, number oh. in the in the show? So you would give Barney. No, no, Barney. no, in the history of television comedy, I can give her like this is the best this ever and the best. Oh, this ever. I see. I see what you're saying. So what would you say? She's the best whatever. I can't. We'll wait till the end. Okay. So next up, coming in at number six, Game Night, season one, episode 15. Uh, this is the origin story of Barney's character where we find out why he became the man he did. This also revolves around Marshall creating. He's the, he's the winner of all games. And that's the thing that ties into the story throughout because at one point, Marshall and Lily make a bet and Marshall bets that Robin and Ted will end up together. Right when you think it's over, the mother's involved, Barney and Robin are getting married. There's a By the way, do you want me to this? This could be my future mother of my what? child. Who could? Mother of my child right here. Oh, the text? Wait, what am I look, Bill, I'm I'm getting looking? Bill? I'm getting a FaceTime right now for the mother oh, of my child. It was, are you going to answer? No, no, no. I know it's, so like the, the, the pregnancy scare that I had was actually one of my close friends fan of uh of the show and yeah. giving us youtube advice our friend pachi he thought i wouldn't recognize our friend shannon his future wife's number and they texted me with a hey uh billy i know you haven't met our son yet but i hope you can be a part of his life as a father's day prank it's pretty good i was shook right away not gonna lie yeah. um, I, when i got the text i must have knew something was up but i reverse engineered the number right away and found out it was her so they've been FaceTiming me off the hook since the start of this podcast. Perfect. They can come in at the very end. So yeah, in this episode, you know, Bar like I said, Marshall wins all the games. He ends up winning the Bar the Ted Robin bet, like without us ever really knowing. So he they make him be the host of game night. So he makes a game called Marsh Gammon. And he says he goes like it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. He goes, Is there anything like backgammon? He goes, No, backgammon sucks. So great line by Marshall. He ends up creating the game basically just to find out more about Victoria, Ted's new girlfriend. And, and when- that's so brilliant. And this is one of the first times. Well, maybe not with the first time, but they introduced that like flashback-esque storytelling where they're in the middle of something and then just flashback. And the only way that Barney can continue his story if he gets a more embarrassing thing. Yes. And it leads to the refund story where you know we find out Ted is a horrible character and a liar because he was not puke-free since 93. This is where you find out. Yeah. 
and he pukes on uh, Robin's door. But the, the thing with this that's great is that Lily brings up a tape from a girl named Shannon, which ties in. So we get the background of, of uh, Barney's story where he's going to go to the Peace Corps with Shannon. He loves her. He worked in, like a barista and eventually finds out that she ends up hooking up with this douchebag suit wearing guy who eventually is told basically that he, you know, don't worry about women. You have sex with them, make as much money as you can and leave them, which ends up becoming kind of uh, Barney's motif. And while this all happens, Barney, um, you know, eventually turns because he finds out that that guy is the one guy who stole his woman's heart. She makes a video for him. They make fun of him. And we see this great, almost Darth Vader-esque scene. But it's too brightly lit. And then at the end, it it actually works out perfectly that he's in the all white because he's Barney. So it looks great. As Frank points out, it's the re-return. And that's the story Barney was trying to tell from the beginning, which is, it's just a beautifully told story. And they do really well, as you said, setting up stuff at the beginning of an episode and then paying off at the end. It is in that way, one of the best shows ever for that element. The storytelling in How I Met Your Mother is great. Quick side note, my friend Pachi, who's behind the prank where I got a girl pregnant, uh, just texted me and said, hey, really want to meet up soon. Haven't talked in a while. Let's go golfing. So I can't wait to fuck with him after this because he (laughs) thinks his thing is working. So even that'll be fun. Um, Great. Uh, (laughs) And also on the side of this, with the game being played, they're getting more information out of Victoria where in the beginning of the show, and obviously in the beginning was 2004, 2005. um, She they go, how many serious boyfriends have you? She's like, well, like three. And then Robin goes, prude alert. And then she goes, well, that's (laughs) serious boyfriends. Oh, slut alert and they use that a lot there's another episode where um, we, marshall we well, we'll get to it where marshall calls her out like slut slut shaming becomes a big part of the show but yeah and then we eventually find out that ted is about to reveal his most embarrassing story which he calls the green testicle which is a great setup he goes i was on a he goes i was on a beach with a guy with a really dirty long toe sharp toenail no not that story ted and he reveals to victoria who just started dating that he had feelings for robin in the past that he so told her he loved her on the first date and it basically kind of spirals the future of their multiple relationships. So I will say this show does what Scrubs did later really well. And what I think um, new girl did right away really well is what I call leaning into the cheese. Like Mm. they knew they were going to be a cheesy TV show and the green testicles just proof of it. And there's so many outlandish storylines that in a normal comedy, you'd be like, huh? Like season nine of Seinfeld kind of gets that level where it's all like fucking craziness. But at the, how I met your mother level, they kind of just embrace it. So you're kind of cool when they do something super out of the box because you're so used to the show being kind of off the wall and not like a normal sitcom. It's very not grounded in reality a lot of the times. No, Even and like, I, like, the, the, like the, the language they use and the kind of shit that they do. Like, would you let me like the we'll get to it eventually. Like you would never like, our friends wouldn't let me see their wife's boobs if I was like the pervert of the group. No, I, I don't think they would let you see their boobs unless it was some sort of medical issue and you were yeah. a doctor like, yeah, that's in reality. I mean. yeah. Um, but yeah, so then, yeah, th- this episode ends up, you know, you find out, by the way, it ties into the end, just so we keep going with the future storytelling. This guy who stole Shannon, who he ends up having sex with um, in this episode as well, uh, he ends up, he's the guy who runs like Goliath National Bank or wherever Barney's working. And the whole time he's been signing all these documents under this guy's name and he gets thrown in jail like for life. And it all ties in at the end of season nine. So it's a nice little touch there for the character of Barney. All right, Bill, let's ready to enter into the top five episodes. Let's do it. All right, number five, The Naked Man, season four, episode nine. Ted walks in on Robin's date, Mitch, as he's attempting to perform a technique he dubs 
the naked man. When he picks up girls, basically when he knows the date's going nowhere, knowing his, we'll call uh, setbacks uh, physically, he just gets naked and he finds out and he tells Ted, this works two out of three times, Bill. Two out of three times. And they played off perfectly in the episode, and two out of three, it works for it works for Lily, works for Ted, doesn't work for Bonnie. Oh my. I think my favorite part of the entire episode, besides the I call slut from Marshall, is when they're going through all the different poses they can do as the naked man, like the copper tone. I would personally, I don't know what your preference would be, but for yeah. me, I would totally go the Captain Morgan. I agree with you, because I think it's also the best representation. It's the most manly. And I think it's the best representation for whatever you got going on downstairs. It's going to give the best perspective of your situation. Yeah, and if you got nice calves. But, um, you know, when they talked about the high... Oh, good for you. Uh, as as he talked about the Heisman too, I'm like, imagine pull, trying to pull off that as the Heisman. That's a weird. And they have a little bit of the Austin Powers humor, where every time he strikes a pose, there's something properly blocking, blocking his jump, which is just like if you're blocking shots. That is an art, and they do it quite well, yeah. and you don't even notice it as an audience member unless you're, like, looking for it. So as a, you know, a very, you know, amateur cinematographer, I can appreciate that. <laughs> and, actually, that goes back to Blitzgiving. Zoe walks by at one point naked in that episode, and they do it perfectly where you can't oh. see her upstairs. And that's a great line. He goes, I miss you walking naked. Was it upstairs or down? Or was it the top or the bottom? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Um, but yeah, so in this episode, um, the, Mitch convinces them about the naked man, as you said, they go through it. Ted, the girl he does the naked man on, is a girl he's been kind of like, oh, she's awesome up to. too. But by the way, what a, what oh, a, she's what a, a smoke. She's a okay, smoke. She might be one of the hottest girls that's ever been on the she's show. She's the hottest girl. She's the hottest Ted girl by far. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Probably. I'm, I'm a big um, Rachel Bilson fan. So Which one's she? She's uh, the roommate of the mother. He dated her for a little while. The girl, he was the teacher. She was on the OC. She was Googling, on a show called Harvard. Rachel Bilson. Very like girl next door. Yeah, she's a little too slim for me. The other girl looked a little thicker. Oh, yeah. If we're going, yeah, I understand. Anyways, so he goes for this girl. They set up in elevators every time. He tells her he was left at the altar. All this crazy stuff. He goes, what I meant to say is, well, you, can I take you on a French? Like, sure. Ends up finding out she's an awful woman. Not because of the thing at the bar, though. Because when they went up to dinner, the guy spilled something. And, like, you should get mad about that. No, the but you shouldn't be like, hey, give me a free oh, yeah, fucking I app. That was a mistake. No, no. Like, she, she the says, way you treat service people, not to, like, make that they're less, but, like, they're doing you a service. If you treat them like crap, I would be like, nah, fuck you. Oh, my God. What a call from Frank. That is the girl who gets he, – he, she is in Dexter. Ooh. And the, that is great, great call. I didn't look up her IMDb. I should have. I usually do that when I see somebody because I'm like – get naked um so yes in dexter she does get naked um but yeah so she ends up being horrible and then he, he's about to pull the naked man then he sees a book that you know ted loves poetry and um pablo yeah. neruda yes and he's like oh no that's my favorite book and also he's like clothes gets his clothes back on she walks in he goes pablo neruda, she goes oh yeah some like idiot sensitive dork yeah, yeah. <laughs> sensitive dork that's a great line and then he's like now in mexico language or whatever she's yeah, super yeah. racist too sure then he takes off his clothes. She walks in and she goes, hmm. and the look, like, the look. All right, and she goes like, unzip my back. Yep. Um. So the same thing. This whole episode also evolves around Lily saying, "There's so many reasons to have sex." Um, Marshall says it's all about love. She's first of all in the beginning they're saying ways to have sex, not reasons. But at the end of the day, she pulls the naked man. It works, naked man. And then Barney tries it, doing a random naked man does not work out. He stays stark naked, walks through the city of New York, and he goes up to go. There's a counter of suits, free suits. It says. And he's like, oh, he'd rather be naked than put on a cheap suit. Yep. Love it. What an episode. 
All right, what do you got for four? All right, number four, it's How Your Mother Met Me, season nine, episode six. Skip this because I refuse to watch anything from season nine. Well, you remember it. I remember season it. Nine has, season That's nine terrible. has. No, no, let me explain something. It has an overall arching story that is unnecessary. It should have been done in eight seasons. They could have tied a lot of this in. They could have crammed the last two together. The whole everything involved around Mar uh, Barney and Robin's wedding was so poorly done. Or not poorly done. Just I poorly really have to thought. pee. So do you want to just run through this one real quickly while I go uh, to bed? Absolutely, Bill. You didn't have to say. You could just get up. <laughs> um, but yeah, How Your Mother Met Me is the 200th episode. It reveals how Tracy met Ted and how, where she's been for the last eight years. The episode starts off with, as Mac was talking about in the comments, and probably everyone's favorite, Barney, have you met Ted? And he was playing that with, eventually we come to find out who is Tracy's roommate. So she's in the wrong bar. She travels across the city. We find out the day that the episode started, the whole show, How I Met Your Mother started, was on Tracy's 21st birthday. And that's the night her boyfriend, Max, dies. She gets a phone call. Uh, he gives her, he gifts her a ukulele for that. Then we see on St. Patrick's Day, we kind of flash around here, St. Patrick's Day 2008, where Ted gets Tracy's yellow umbrella. When she leaves that uh, bar, with Mitch, who pulls the naked man on her to no success. This is where he finds out is two out of three times because that is the third time he tried it and he gets no score. Even though her roommate then comes in and she's, I'm going to be honest, when it comes to hot scale, a little hotter. But uh, Tracy's incredible. This is where we find out how perfect she really is for Ted as we see that um, Tracy, uh, you know, in the wrong classroom with um, eventually Cindy, her roommate, and Ted does the joke about being shellfish, and she laughs, and she's like, come on, that's funny. Um, and then we also see uh, Cindy and Ted when the night they break up, she comes in, she's like, oh my God, what happened? Um, and we find out that the mother, Tracy, um, was a man, he, everything he picked out in the room was hers, so he's, she's like, he loves you. She goes, he doesn't even know me. Then Cindy's puts a little kiss on Tracy. She said, it's been a while since I've been kissed. Obviously she hadn't been kissed since she, her boyfriend had died years prior. Tracy finally tries dating again. She meets Lewis and they are good together, but it's not fate, including the very great funny scene when Tracy has an English muffin singing to him, very Ted-esque. Uh, and then we find out that they're perfect together. That's where she's staying in Farhampton at Lewis's, I think, parents' house or they have like a beach house or something. Then you come to find out that, um, Lewis is there, surprises her, asks her to marry him. Tracy steps outside, goes to ask Ma uh, Ghost, I guess, Max, if it's okay, goes back inside, turns him down. What a hard situation for a poor girl, Tracy. This all while happening while her uh, bandmate, Darren, is trying to kick her out of her own band. A lot of stuff happened, but you find out at the end she plays Lillian Rose on the ukulele. Ted is in the room right next door. As my wife pointed out when we rewatch this, the – the uh, who who would you call a front desk guy at a hotel bill, Maitre D, Maitre Duh, Concierge. Concierge is the man who deserves all the credit because he knew to put her in that room. Because Ted, the whole season, keeps making fun of him for being alone there, putting another single woman in the room next to him. She plays a song. He's like already smitten. He goes in to find Barney, not there. That goes where the season goes from there. But this episode really makes the entire audience, you did not love Tracy if you saw this episode. She was so likable, so lovable, and you wanted to see her and Ted together. So I will say I hate season nine because ah, I watched I all of these seasons probably. It was not a lost as binge watch, but it was close sure. because I rewatched all of this before the final season. Not rewatched. Like the first time I watched it was probably six or seven weeks before the final season began. And I was so hyped for it. And I was like, yes. And then the final season happened and I was like, fuck, this <laughs> sucked. See, I this don't think it's terrible. as bad. 
I don't oh, think it's that so bad. bad. I think it, does, it did have a few good episodes. This I think there's one like bits. Yeah, bedtime stories. Also, I just really like that. I just love the rhyming. I, I thought there was a couple of good ones. I also like it was leading to something. Like there was something to pay off. It wasn't just a, a crappy season and we just tie it up and throw it away. Don't get me wrong. We'll get to it at the very. It end. was too short. I hate when they do like too short of a time span for. One Agreed season. with that. Agreed, because it started even in season eight when it was like 72 hours until wedding. And that three days plays out over an entire season. Now, there's flashbacks and episodes like this. But it's just but- too much to, like, put on one season. And Agreed. you have to be really good. Like, I hate to give Dan Harmon this much credit, but you have to be, like, that kind of level. Like, 24 is, like, an accomplishment of, you know, oh, epic beyond. proportions. Completely like, that agree. takes so much planning. And I think it's very tough for a sitcom to do something so serious it's just not easy to pull off, and I don't think they did it well. Now, our friend Kevin Agreed. points out, I think Frank always also pointed it out early, yeah, uh, and I did too, that you look like a beetle with that haircut. 100% agree. If you're uh, on the stream, uh, I will be buzzing this hair for uh, the kids with cancer with the one mission. But yeah, my hair, just so you know, last week, let me do this, what it looked like last week. You looked sexy last week, though. That's what it looked like last week. I, had, like, I mean, weird... now you look like a girl who has like faded bangs. But like without the headphones, take the headphones off again. That's kind of sexy. I like that. Like you look good like that. And no, Kevin like also brings up again. You're talking about how I met your mother before the office. Well, never Kevin, that's because the he's never and, seen it. And how I met your mother is by far with the bullet my favorite comedy of all time. That's mine. But it's I do say, teasing ahead, we yes. do need to have you we'll watch to the it office one season at a time and Agreed. we'll review. Absolutely. All right, let's get into the top three. How I Met Your Mother. We can blast through these ones. Number three, tick, tick, tick. Season seven, episode 10. It's a sad one. Uh, Ted and Marshall get high at a concert. Not this part. Uh, get high at a concert and think they missed the entire thing. It's a palooza. That and was only two high. minutes. And they were only, this is an Less than two minutes. Laugh out loud funny, the reveal of this, where they're just, they basically think they're being like lost. They keep trying to get, is it popcorn Nacho. or pretzel? Nachos. And they and keep getting in the, the funniest bathroom. Yes. Oh well, my. spoiler alert, Ted. It's right here the whole time. <laughs> oh, and, and, and they go over there. And then Ted it's keeps running up. into it's a guy up. with a guitar guy, and it's just a cardboard oh, cutout. Yeah, I'll agree because he's staring at me. They're running around. This episode has me dying laughing throughout the entire thing. The side story of this, this comes off of Barney she- and... Barney and Robin cheating on each other on, on Nora and Mar- uh, who was, oh, and Kevin, yeah. who um, Robin was dating, who I think were both good matches for both those characters, by the way. Um, but yeah, so you end up getting the, they're on a boat and they're like, we should do it here. And like, this is the worst idea to break up with someone on a boat because we're stuck for the next several hours. And then the band comes on and the guy's singing. He's the like, song's oh, amazing. This is the song they swore they sang to them. Yeah. He's like, he's like direct, tell her right direct. now. He's like, Tell her you slept with Barney, or I'm gonna do it on this dance floor. And he's That's like, "I'll wait they, right now." He's so heavily, and it works very well. They do it at the level of you know, like uh, uh I think the best show to do it is uh, New Girl because they lean into it so early, and Winston's probably one of the top ten. He's up there with Barney Stinson characters, but this kind of stuff, How I Met Your Mother. Just does it so well. Oh, and then uh, like the whole time they keep falling into the women's line. And then what he does, my wife pointed out, they go, do you guys know what the women's bathroom is? No idea. And they keep going into that line. As you see, finally, they think they missed the concert. They know Lily's going to be so mad at them. Lily comes out and Ted gives her dirty nachos that he found in the trash, which is a whole little tie in because they finally get the nachos. Um, And then we say Barney and Robin say at midnight, let's meet up in McLaren's. We'll both break up. Barney goes to find Nora, who is with her parents, surprise them at home. He breaks up with the her with her parents in the apartment. Awful dude. And then um, 
uh, Robin doesn't go through with breaking up with Kevin and you just see um, them at the scene and he, he kind of looks at her like she walks in with Kevin. Barney gives Robin a look. She gives him just a shake of the head no and then you hear a tick, tick. That's tick. a great moment. It stops time. Oh, that slow mo is really great. Another thing I want to point out real quick for community fans, How I Met Your Mother for me used two community people. One in this episode, the guy with the nachos at the beginning is the creepy guy Todd with the big head from a lot of episodes. Oh, the hand, yeah, with the and then the guy who's driving the cab in the episode, the Thanksgiving one, is the cop in a lot of community episodes. I'm gonna have to look at a lot of the Wait, writers. Rajid? No, not Rajid from the first oh. episode, but the episode. Oh, the first episode. I guess the episode of the the Thanksgiving one. He's like, you, you gotta give me an address, guys. You can't just keep saying. Oh that. yes. <laughs> Yeah, go to Zoe's, guys. I know. I need. I need. Mean, <laughs> real quick about that guy too. They mentioned that's with Lily. He goes in a, like in Marshall's high dream or sandwich dream. He, he goes. He thinks the guy's just like, hey man, if he can't even get you nachos, like how good of a father is he gonna be? It's just like it's such an incredible. And then he makes out with a uh, Lily. Uh, all right, number two, and then we'll get some honorable mentions in before we get to number one. Number two, Ducky Tie, season seven, episode three. Uh this episode. This just so you know this debuted like oh billy not yeah look at the calf come on baby uh got the ducky shorts if you had to wear it for a year it'd be more interesting but ducky tie uh evolves around ted running into an old girlfriend victoria by the way who we mentioned earlier he tries to make amends with he tries to make amends with her since cheating on her during the relationship meanwhile marshall and lily make a bet with barney that could force him to wear marshall's ducky tie uh if he cannot perform all of the uh, hibachi moves at uh, what's it called? Jinjitsu or something like that. Jinjitsu. And, and the whole time Barney wanted this for years. He basically, what would you call it? Hypnotized Marshall. Every time he sneezes, he wants to go there. Uh, when, I, when you were sick, I went to Shinjitsu yeah. six times a week. <laughs> and so Marshall ends up falling for this. It's a long con. They think he's drinking um, Mai Tais and eventually find out they're virgin Mai Tais. So he basically plays them. He gets the bet to be, he will, what was it? I think he gets to do one squeeze originally. I think he bargained for a while and went back and forth. I think the final one was 60 seconds holding and one <laughs> squeeze. The, the back and forth banter, it's like two two minutes, three uh, two hands, several squeezes. One honk-a-honk. And she's like, no this, no that. So eventually it comes down to... And Barney um, always goes super up and she goes yeah. even lower. And then yeah. they kind of meet in the middle at the end somehow. It's so, just a beautiful written back and forth. Oh, I yeah. absolutely love it. And this is another one of those storytelling ones where they have that storyline and then they have the flashback to Ted and, and all and of Ted's girlfriends. Like fucking Sarah Chalk is the worst in this. Oh, she I she was this girl is the worst. No, Victoria. See, I actually oh, thought, just so you know, fun, fun fact. If the show... Like one if the show doesn't say, get a little closer to the mic, when you dip back, I don't know what's going on. It's not like an alien. So they, when they, um, the show debuted, if the show was canceled after one season or two, they had it written that Victoria would have been the mother. She that would have been is the story. Worst. I, I don't understand what you mean. What did she do? She's just, I hate her face. Oh, okay. So it's just, I got it. All right. Not a characteristic. Well, she also is a bad person, but um, mm-hmm. we can get to that as this episode goes on. But basically, the, the story's yeah, being she's told from. She's, she's in the clear. She cheated on her husband. No, with, she didn't. She kissed she, him. I, I don't want to. I'll him. give you that cheating. I'll give you that cheating. I didn't think that. And she cheated real. on Ted and no, made him feel guilty. She waited a day. day and a half. Nah. Ted actually. Both are kind of shitty. So anyway, so you get. Um, it is the cupcake lady, yes. 
Sorry, I thought I'd show something. Uh, but you basically get the um, story going back and forth. So like, so you saw Victoria. I saw Victoria. So like while well, the other two arguing. That's eventually, great. Eventually we get to the point where Ted, I'm sorry, Marshall and Lily make an agreement with Barney just to see her boobs outside. And then Marshall calls him out right before it's about to happen. Uh, goes, Let's follow through with it. And then as soon as they go inside, he's like cutting it up. He's about to pull it off. It's like in the shrimp in the pocket. He flips the shrimp up. Lily gets up, flashes. We see a little belly. And then you see uh, he takes a quick peek, misses it. Where's the ducky tie the rest of the season? It's pretty great. It's a great episode. It's a fun episode. I was glad you put this this high. This is one of my favorite episodes. There's two of my favorite episodes that weren't in your honorable mentions. Actually, three that weren't in your honorable mentions. We'll get to them now. The Bracket. (laughs) The 64 of Bonnie's best oh, ones. Oh, yes. And then inevitably it winds up being Britney Spears in another episode, but they don't even get to it in that. And they go through all of the ways that Barney's, you know, hooking up with girls and somebody comes in at the last second and steals them. And my favorite one is the blind guy. And they all take the guess at what the blind guy is going to be. And then Robin <laughs> nails it. He's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a beautifully done episode. My other one that I really like is the limo, but just because of the way Bonnie makes a playlist where he's like, it's rise, rise, fall. Yeah. No, for me, it's all rise, rise. And it's just like shot through the heart. It's like every song. It's that episode crazy. follows game night too in the, in the first season. That is great. And yeah. And then that's also where they're in the limo. They lose Marshall because Marshall like goes off and then Lily the whole time just screaming for him, kind of like Michael screaming for Walt and lost. And that's where Robin kind of reveals she has feelings for Ted, even though she thinks she didn't because she's with some other guy. And then he shows up right before midnight where you thought Barney, I'm sorry, Ted and Robin would get a little smoochy smooch. So those are two of my favorite episodes that I thought of instantly. And mm-hmm. then the other one, I don't know why. I think it was just because it was on my phone because I downloaded it when I, you know, I downloaded like season seven and eight on my phone on like sure. iTunes movies. And I always watch it all the time is the burning beekeeper where they have the party. And the, this is in another, the storytelling, the storytelling and Martin short in this episode with the, the vegan <laughs> steering rolls when he flips out Chris <laughs> Elliott as the dad, the <laughs> look alive, Ted baby good is coming out. <laughs> like I always say that. And there's no reason to say that look Marshall, alive, baby good is coming out. Marshall and his Gouda that. is another underlying storyline that anytime the party always brings Gouda. He always forces it's, and, okay. and Lily in this episode is like, stop forcing it. Yeah. You see, it's told in three rooms, this story. It's so uniquely told. The living room, the front room, and the kitchen. And that's when you find out that they the, the father puts kerosene all over the bee because that's how the bees stay away. No, that's Love not that true. episode. I have no idea. That's uh, not true. But that's and another one that Mac just brought up right here is the Chris Kattan one, the uh, No Can Doosville Baby Dub. I don't think it's a good episode. Exactly. And I fucking, that is the best part of it by far because yes. I fucking – I can't tell you how much I hate Ted Mosby. Like anytime, like yeah. I think of something that I've done, Ted Mosby ish, I literally want to commit Harry Carey and fucking just take a knife straight through here. But that is the best part. That is one of the more recognizable parts of How We Met Your Mother. But mm. anything with Sarah Chalk, no who I normally love, fucking sucks. I yeah, hate. I, she was pretty brutal. I, um, I will say that uh, a few things about this. Um, other episodes I think I saw on top 10 list was Girls vs. Suits or Guys vs. Suits, whichever the one where Barney basically, Stacey Keebler is a guest star. It's a really, really funny episode. Um, but I just don't necessarily believe it's there in that position. Another one is Robin 101, where Ted teaches Barney how to basically love Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, those two I've always seen a lot of people's lists, but I don't feel for those ones. 
Valiant Uh-oh. and Mazma Cat just pulling the wire out. So if this goes dead, we know why. Um, all right, so let's get into it. The number one episode of How I Met Your Mother. This one is with a bullet. Number one with a bullet. I can't yeah. be any better. I mean, season two, episode nine, slap bet, which I put in the sheet as Sal Pit bet. Um, Ted tries to uncover a secret about Robin's past. Barney and Marshall have a slap bet riding on the outcome of uh, outcome of that um, reveal. And Lily serves as slap bet commissioner. Bill, Come on, episode- Jessica. Come on, Tori. Let's go to the mall. You won't be sorry. This episode is one of the top 10 episodes in television history. I will put that on the line 100%. It's up there with some of the greatest, you know, episodes ever. Comedy or like all television? I think it would be all time television because I will put Robin Shabatsky's Robin Sparkles Let's Go to the Mall as the best song, better than uh, the fucking, oh. Master of the Night, man, which I love from Always Sunny. You all, yeah, you all, everybody from Lost. No, this is uh, way better. This is a full song, and this is one of the first TV shows, one of the first times I've ever seen somebody make a full song for full what was a video. skit in a TV show. Like, they did it for Love Take Me Down to the Streets in yeah. um, Role Models, which was fucking beautiful that they played the whole song at the end, and you thought it was a real song, but it was fucking made up. I think that was Wings. I don't know. I'll have to Google it. Like, this is... <laughs> A masterpiece of an episode. We had a slap bet. We I've slapped three people because of slap bets. And this I episode, watched- and I didn't even watch this fucking show. And I <laughs> slapped I. the shit out of Sean Chase and Pachi, who's currently trying to scam me into fucking thinking I have a child somewhere out there right now. This episode is legend. Wait for it. Derek. It is so good because there's so many elements to it. Because the sh- name of the episode slap bet. And I would say the slap bet is like the minorest part of it. It's like the third part. Yeah, because the whole thing is the gang's going to go to the mall. And as soon as they hear mall, uh, Robin's like, I don't go to malls. I'm out. Uh, the best part is like he wants to go for a sharper image. Yes. It's <laughs> just so good. It's so Barney. It's unbelievable. And then he's talking about watching Canadian barn. If I have to watch one more flat chested <laughs> like Nova Scotian, I'll go out of my mind. Yeah. And that's another thing that I love. I always love Canadian humor. I love Canada. Montreal great fucking city but anytime you bring canada humor like america's hat anytime you make fun of canada i'm all for it it's really good and it happens throughout the show until we find out that barney's part canadian which is a whole mm-hmm. other side of it uh, but in this episode the uh, guesses that when they're in bed uh robin, at the mall yeah just, <laughs> hold her fall on you at the mall and then when they when she reveals she was married like she like and you actually believe it like watching it the first time through you believe she was married because that was the whole thing that barney came up with and barney thinks it's porn Everyone thinks it's all certain things. So she eventually says, yes, I was married. I was young. She goes through every detail. The food. Was it a buffet or was it served? Well, I was, was a little both. confused yeah. because we had cater hors <laughs> And then everything. And then she goes, what was his name? Frozen. And she's like, you're lying. And then because he told the gang. So Robin's mad at him about a lie. They're going back and forth. Eventually it comes out. There's a tape involved. Barney believes it's porn. It's pre a pre-slapulation on Marshall, oh, man, which leads so to the good. whole show right into the last episode. So the first slap bet ever taken place amongst our friends was whether or not one of our friends, Josh, would figure higher than our friend John in fantasy football. And our friend John is like, what, 6'2", 250 on a bad day? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, yeah, probably like, 6'3", 250, easy. Yeah, 210, you know, fluctuating up and down. And Josh, <laughs> like... Probably 5'9", 110 pounds, 140, in between there. <laughs> sure. And he slapped the 
fucking shit out of him. I thought he was going to die and get a concussion. And this was my first introduction it to was the slap at, bet. It was at it was our not a fantasy banquet. football banquet in a, front of a parents. A banquet. And yes, and I'll never forget Marcy saying, oh, no, don't hit him. By the way, real quick, Max saying, happy birthday, Lisa's favorite fake song. That is that is a great call from The Simpsons when yep. Michael Jackson, not Michael Jackson, which I think my I still sister think this year. is better. I still like it. Oh, the whole thing is better because it's just so incredible. Like, just the, yeah, it just though here's the reason I think this is And incredible. don't forget don't the robot. No, oh God, that's because all Canada was all about robots. And they go, why does this look like it's 1987? Canada, and they're like, well, no, 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 yeah. No. Uh, what is it? The 80s didn't come to Canada. It was 1993. Yeah. And so, and that is very true, by the way. Uh, a lot of countries like that. But don't forget, this is just the beginning of season two. This is also where the creators inked the finale in this. And we'll get to that in just a few moments. But this episode, you could sit down and watch and you will die laughing. When they first reveal the video, they just show it a little bit. And they're, they keep going back to Barney and, and the Marshall. first of many many viewings of this yes and that yeah marshall's incredible in this episode so and you eventually wanted them to go to the mall today, today. <laughs> um i would say that that's what makes the show like this is an episode that also shows like the gang all together nothing completely unrealistic obviously you know we know she's being a teen idol and them not knowing she's on the news all that but anyways it is just very funny you could sing the song you could just throw all your fears away bill let's go to the mall today today, today. It's it's so good. And then, oh, guys, 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 Robin's rapping. <laughs> I went to the mall with a couple of friends. I had a whole week's allowance to spend. I want hoop innings and a parent touch it. I came here to shop and I came here to flirt. I know I like this song. This, this song's fucking, I would put it in like, not maybe the top 25 of my all-time favorite songs. Here we go. Make, it would make a top 100 list. Really is going it would make a, off the no, wall. The it would make a top 100 list. And I, like, I don't even like this show that much, but this episode fucking is phenomenal top to bottom t to b knocks it out of the park quickly i will tell you my two slap bets that i won i thought it was two or three i forget it was three one of them wouldn't let me slap him but one of them was sean chase on like some stupid patriots bet and another one was our friend pachi who's trying to make me think i have a child right now that i bet him that flammable and inflammable were the same exact thing and he was like no they're not and i was like yes they are we googled it slapped the shit out of him you sure did. It, that was loud. Um, just so we know to recap the top 11 How I Met Your Mother episodes. Bad News, Monday Night Football, Blitz Giving, The Pineapple Incident, The Playbook, Game Night, The Naked Man, How Your Mother Met Me, Tick, 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 The Ducky Tie, and Slap Bet. That is the greatest top 11 list of How I Met Your Mother you'll ever find. Um, you can obviously come back to this at any time on YouTube. Watch our ridiculous faces, but please do subscribe on any form of your podcast. But before we wrap up, Bill, when it comes to How I Met Your Mother, I know I have my answers. What would you believe the legacy of this show is? Robin uh, it's, it's, it's like it is so good. I think it's the best song created. Maybe <laughs> here we go. <laughs> like, um, of all time, it's the, the Scotty know. doesn't know count. Yeah, absolutely, it does. So it's this, and Scotty doesn't know as the two greatest. I think this is the greatest TV song ever created, and Scotty doesn't know was the greatest movie song ever created. Like, do you count like the the wonders from uh, that thing you do? I do because like, it was a created song for that. But it, it like wasn't... they're a band. Like it was like a shocking thing that kind of like all of a sudden it's like Scotty doesn't know was a song in that movie. Yeah, whereas they're like like this was set up. Had, was, yeah, I know what it, you mean. But like, I think those would be up there. Like that thing you do is fucking amazing. Great mm-hmm. song. But mm. Scotty doesn't know. I actually won a trivia recently online by knowing who sunk. What the band, like the rail band, or yeah. oh, okay. The the thing about who is it, by the way, I, I don't remember. 
it's like Lustra or something. Yes, like, yes, it, it like, is Lustra. It was You're like right. one. Of, it was like one of four things, and I was like, it's that one. And you know what's, oh, it was one for Lustra also had like songs that WWE back in the day. But anyways, yeah. the thing about the real, just one thing about the slap at and the Robin Sparkle thing. They, like I said, this is season two. This is early. They put all the production and time into creating a music video for that it's the whole so way good. through. So when you really think about how much effort was put into something that was, you, they didn't know how much it would take off. And then don't forget, she had Sandcastle in the Sand and then later PS I Love You, which was for Paul Schaefer, which is so freaking funny. Yeah. I mean, not I'm not same. really a fan of any of her other songs. I think they kind of overdid. Oh. I did like the show that she was on that they threw in there. Oh, glitter before. with glitter. Oh my god! And that's yeah. another great song. Um, what's the beaver? It's okay. It's the beaver song. You know, oh, the beaver song is great. Hey but, beaver. But you can't top. Let's go no, to the mall. No, let's I literally mall. know every single word to the song. It can sing it top to bottom. It so is for, so good. For me, the legacy when it really comes down to it is the finale. Is the end of the show because it leaves you with a very sour taste. I remember when the show ended and they went, you know, once the mother died, I was all in with the mother dying. I get it. That's fine because that actually could tie in better. But I threw, and there was people in that chat that were with me. I took my croc off. Yes, that's right, folks. I wore crocs, especially in the house, and I gunned it at my seventy-five inch television. Brag, it was a big TV. And is that I the one that Desmond knocked over? Uh, yeah, we were together when Samoa Joe won the NXT title in LOL. Um, I was so emotionally upset with that ending. Like if they just ended it where they showed like the final scene of they met and then they went to the daughter and like, this is because you love Ann Robin. Why don't you call her right now? He's like, should I? By the way, why wasn't he Bob Saget at the end? That's a whole nother thing. And then it's like, it was just so ridiculous. And I absolutely hated it. I freaking gunned my freaking shoe. It was so stupid. The story made no sense. The whole season nine, which if you're telling your kids a story, was like 15 minutes ago where he's like, I had to let Robin go. I knew I, we'd never be together. And I needed her to go away. Okay, done. Here's how the show should have ended, Bill. I'm going to get you all. Hold on, let me get my pencil out. And here it is. The show should have ended with the mother dying. Fine. What a miserable life that poor woman had. Her first boyfriend dies on her 21st birthday. Another guy wants to get engaged with her. She says no. She meets a man of her dreams. They delay their marriage several years because they have two kids. They don't get married. Then they finally get married and she dies. Croaks. Oh, poor woman. But the way the show should have ended and the reason the story was told the way it was should have been while your mother isn't here, Marshall, Lily, Barney and Robin are our family. They've been with me forever. They're going to be with you forever. That's how it could have just been that simple. And we could have all laughed and cried and smiled at the end. It said he gets a blue freaking French horn and he goes back to Robin, who somehow lives in an old apartment. And it was bullshit. It was a dumb ending. It was lazy ass shit because they wrote it in the second season. The kids did it. We're going to age. Nobody cares about that continuity stuff. Really don't care. You could have just simply just made it touching, left everybody a little sad. That's okay. Cause that's life. Instead of mm -hmm. shoehorning in Robin and Ted back together again, bullshit. The whole thing was it was so aggravating, still aggravates me to this day. That's I one hundred percent agree that it was a terrible ending. I don't like the ending. I don't like the way it panned out. I spent so much time to catch up to it to watch the ending, and then I was like, "Really? This is it?" I know that they filmed it in season one or two. No, or season whatever. two, Frank. God damn it! Sorry, or whatever I'm it was. Taking my anger out on everybody. I'm so mad right now. But I just. I feel like if you're going to go, I agree with Mac, the fact that it was all about Robin and Ted, but then make but it about Robin and Ted in the end. Don't have this other random girl showing up no, and having it, that be the fucking mother of the children. I know that they like are already said that like, you know, that wasn't their mother early on. And we knew that, but it just seemed like they didn't know where they were going from the start. And no, but the problem they kinda, was they did know where they well, were going, yeah, but they kind of like tried to like, take so many left and right turns that like the they had is, to fit it in at the end and yeah, it wasn't comfortable. 
they uh, you know what else they could have done call me crazy they could have filmed that in season two and said we get rid of the road we have a whole new situation now get rid of that shit and just literally have it's fine if the mother dies because shit happens like that in life and it could have been a really positive message to say like as as your dad i love you guys so much i am like your dad your mom loves you she's with us in spirit and you have these great friends that are always here they're always here on weekends whatever and you just go oh that's the reason he told the story this way. That's it. Instead, they go, oh, yeah, well, we, we filmed this thing eight years ago. We got to make sure we, we pay that off to nobody, to themselves. It's creators creating for themselves, forgetting their whole fan base that they literally throughout season nine, took the Robin and, and Ted love and literally scrapped it, said there's no reason for us to have this anymore. So and basically, it back in. yeah. All of these great sitcoms are pretty much built around great relationships, right? Like Ross and Rachel, as Mac brings up, yeah. and then Ted and Robin, you know, as this one brings up. But and Jim and Jim and Pam too. I feel like Ooh. those relationships get in the way of a good show because they don't know how to plan them out because they get them together too early. Even in The Office, which you haven't seen, Jim and Pam get together earlier in the show. There's what about like the UK version. Is there a Jim and Pam? Maybe I should watch it. They UK only go version. like two seasons. So oh, I can it's it's that. it's really good. No, we're going we're going season by season with the office. Oh, but shit. this is my problem with sitcoms and this is why Psych is my favorite sitcom of all time and Seinfeld follows shortly behind after it because they hide the relationship till the very end. I mean in Seinfeld they don't even really do it. They kind of have in that final episode. Well, they have a couple. They have a couple moments with Jerry and Elaine. But like Psych does it so well where they don't get together until the latter half of the show. But the tension's always there. If you get together too early, it hurts the show because was there's no way to go. No one's ever been rooting for Ted and Robin. They're two of the worst characters fucking in TV history. No, here's they the thing. Suck. No, I don't think they suck. Robin was always about her career. It was made very clear from the beginning and all the decisions she made was for her career. But then at the very end when he's finally getting married she's like that should have been me and then she can't be around the group anymore it was such the last episode is junk aside from the actual scene when you see ted and tracy tm totally me enjoying that scene because it was awesome and then they ruined it again it was junk they put like eight years into one episode i i hated it oh i got so mad that's what i think the poor legacy of this show is incredible show lots of laughs a lot of good time bill where do you rank this on amongst all-time comedies Top twenty-five ish. Yeah, I think you're probably top twenty. Yeah, no, I, whatever. That's your ranking. I for me, it's my personal favorite. I can rewatch. I rewatch it all the time. But overall, I think it's a top ten. Um, you know, I think Friends will obviously get the the nod when it comes to the bigger picture. I think this is a better show personally. But I think you know, obviously, your Seinfeld, your Friends. Um, like I, I really have weird time. Where do you really like put oh, some of these? Thirty like, Rock. Parks well, I think Scrubs. Scrubs uh, is way better. I can't put tar- Parks and Rec in, in 30. Oh, 30 Rock, better. maybe. But I know, th- th- but this show like did some things that I think were just so original and so much that could put them aside. But you can have these arguments. But I think they're definitely somewhere in the top 10, top 15 argument, regardless. Nine seasons. Even if you don't like the final episodes, you don't like the end. It was just so well done throughout the whole show and all the storytelling, the u- unique ways and things they did. Um I, I mean, I put like, I mean, Community is one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. Curb Your Enthusiasm is way better oh, Curb's than this. definitely up there. Simpsons, I like Cheers better than this. I like. Well, fucking- The Simpsons, I always have that argument. Is it a cartoon or is it a comedy? Or do you put them in the same category? Can you break them up? I mean, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Frasier, Modern Family would, is one of the best like early season runs this, of all time. 
I would put this over Brooklyn Nine Nine. I watch. Brooklyn oh, Nine-Nine. I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, but I think this is overall a better program, better show, and I think the way they put this together. But there's so many things we could have this all day. Also, we're not even getting into like Cheers or. or oh, I love Cheers. Cheers is way better. Frasier, I fucking love Frasier. I'm one of the few people I know. I think our age or Goob. I think maybe Goo likes it, but it's fucking amazing. The Office. If I didn't mention the Office, is fucking unreal. Yeah, no, they, like I said, I think there's no argument. I think below 15, and I think you could put it in the top 10. That's just my argument. I'd it's my favorite. 10. If we're counting like HBO sitcoms, it might be hard. Yeah. I Like, again, I've not seen everything. As uh, Dork always says, you can't watch it all. This is not a no. personal. This is like, if it was up to Rossi's top, I would put this at number one. Because I, I mean, are we cartoon, car- cartoons too? If you like Family Guy, like, I don't know. This is the Family top Guy, part. The Simpsons. Those are the two. Rick I think. and Morty. Yeah. Yeah, you can, but like this is where it all—it's all argumentative. But I just think it's—it's it's an interesting. I would give you top situation. fifteen. It's definitely up there. Yeah. There's so many great laughs in it. There's so many standout moments. Barney, to me, besides Robin Sparkles, everything that he does in every episode to me is standout. Marshall is right behind them, and then every time I see Ted Mosby on the screen, I want to like self mutilate because I've been him at times. You and you know what? You will be him again once quarantine breaks. It's going to be. Teddy ball game back in the game. No can doesville, Billy doll. All right. Anyways, that is our top 11 episodes of how I met your mother. Hope you enjoyed. Let us know the feedback. If you watch on YouTube, you can make, leave comments, uh, subscribe. Don't forget. You can find us anywhere. You check out your podcast at pop culture pile driver. We'll be back with some new content very, very soon. Make sure you hit subscribe because you will get this in your little, uh, uh podcasting and please leave reviews. Five stars. Greatly appreciated. What's that? You said you already left a review. Guess what bitches you can leave every month. Time. So also, I don't know if, they've teased this out yet but we're gonna be on dork i don't think we're supposed to talk about it we're not gonna be on dork i can edit this part but nonetheless bill that's all good in our book yes well maybe one day bill maybe one day we'll get an invite to something that will be dorklicious indeed anyways we'll catch you all uh we'll be back if you're watching us live uh tuesday night for another stream uh billy any final words except for putting a foot in mouth no i'm gonna go and try to make this fake fatherhood thing really sing on the uh, prank wars right now i like it this episode has been legend wait for it dairy dairy frank says hi we'll catch you next time